Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Singh. Joyce, we promised to be back together here uh, 11 hours later, and so we are. It is now uh, It's been so long. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> I've had three cups of coffee, so I am ready. I, I just I just have my one right now, so we'll see. I might make another one during this. <laughs> I'm in a whole pot because we were up uh, into the wee hours of the morning here on the East Coast talking about the Golden Globes uh, previously. That was last night or this morning, early this morning for me. Yeah, early this morning for you because I'm, I'm still in L.A. <laughs> now we're back to talk about the, the nominees for the 29th annual Screen Actors I, Guild I barely Award. slept, and then I was like... Time for, I, you know, I woke up and then the first thing I get in my email, the press release saying it's moving to Netflix next year. So uh, we'll talk about the nominees. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the nominees for the SAG Awards. We'll go through a lot of incredible nominations. It was a great list uh, and it changed really, really kind of focused in a lot of my Oscar thoughts, I think, uh, at least some of them. And then we'll go, we're going to burn through our Critics' Choice Award predictions because this will be the last time we speak before the Critics' Choice Award choice on Sunday night. Uh, and then we'll, uh, I guess, sign off and go take a nap. Or in my case, maybe take a nap. And you could, you have so much other stuff to do. Today I'm, I'm going to be no on like Zoom all day today. So, but uh, yeah, the SAG Awards are going to be on Netflix uh, next year. Joyce, they lost their TV home uh, at the TNT and and TBS. Uh, so this year's show is going to stream on the Netflix YouTube channel, which I was excited to see. And then next year they just stream it on Netflix going forward. I love it. I've been waiting for this. So then the next step is for them to add a limited ensemble category because there's just no excuse now. Seems like Netflix would really want that to happen because I could imagine a show like Dahmer perhaps would have been a big nominee there this year, for instance. So, you know, inventing uh, I'm, Anna. I'm loving it. I, I absolutely love it. I was like waiting for a streaming service to step up and get one of these shows. This SAG Awards went from being now a show that really just the true fans probably watched now something that every person on earth is going to pay attention to and they love the same no and they that's love not true like i don't think every person on earth is going to pay attention they'll just be scrolling and be like what is this that's which is it. what m- most people do with the movies they see on netflix it's yes. like what is- like none of my friends know what the saga wars are no but now they're going to see it on their little box and yeah and then them. again they'll still ask me what is this every single year no fail and then i have to tell them and then they just forget and then the next year same thing what is this incredible uh, and <laughs> the I feel only like shows that's they great. know are the oscars the emmys and the globes right uh, so that's a great moment for the SAG, SAG Awards. Today they had Haley Lou Richardson and uh, um, who, Emily Park, right? Who was her name? Uh, not Emily. It's uh, Ashley, Ashley Park. Park. Emily in Paris star, Ashley Park. <laughs> Emily Park. Uh, incredible chemistry. Let them host the show. That was my big takeaway. Uh, from no, because we don't need hosts for anything. 
Okay. Well, if there were hosts, uh, I'm letting, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, let's go. Haley Richardson, one of the first things she said as the Instagram live is scrolling, uh, she's like, let's see. No one is saying anything interesting. I was like, absolutely iconic. Um, I don't know why you would just comment on it live anyway. Like, but I just love so. that. I love that. I love that she was like, no one's saying anything interesting. I was like, yes, let her host the show. Be perfect. Uh, so their energy I thought was is prime. They were really excited to do the nominees. We'll go. They did TV and then film. We're gonna do reverse. I think let's do film first and then uh, TV. Joyce, uh, the most nominated film this year at the SAG Awards. Not maybe a total surprise for most, but it was the Banshees of Inisherin with five nominations, including Barry Keoghan, which I did not have. Yeah, I made that. We we talked about this last week. I was like, if um, I saw it going, like either it was going to get like three individual noms and no ensemble, or it was going to go all out. Because I was like, if I'm predicting four individual nominees, um, I need to predict it for ensemble. And then I made that switch yesterday. So I got all five. Oh wow! Congratulations. I put it in yeah. for ensemble, but I did not put Barry in. Uh, so I got it. I got no. I put them all in because I was like, I think they just really love it. And then I then I just need to put it in ensemble, even though the ensemble nominees are again just the four of them. Right. So they're all double nominees. Right. Uh, so yeah, the nominees were Benjamin Nishiran, and then the other nominations were Colin Farrell, Barry Keoghan, Brendan Gleeson in supporting, and then uh, Carrie Condon in supporting. Yeah. Actors. So now it's the fourth movie to get five nominations. Right. here after Shakespeare in Love, Chicago and Doubt. So, and uh, all of them won at least one award. And it seems likely that that will happen here as well. I could see uh, based on that. I don't know. We'll see. But so we we'll go through the, the I think, other. I think that might be hard. But I, I mean, I could see ensemble probably or actor. I don't really see Carrie winning, even though I love to see it. And then obviously supporting actors not happening. I thought maybe actor would be the place, but I guess we'll talk about that. So the other ensembles nominated with Banshee's choice were Babylon, Haley Lou Richardson with me as a noted Babylon stan, but I was shocked that it got nominated, especially after all the other actors missed individual nominations. Uh, the Banshees of Inisherin, and Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, and Women Talking. Joyce, they're back. Both are back. I'm, I'm full in. The SAG Awards just reviving Babylon and Women Talking for the last three spots. Incredible. In picture. I immediately- These are their only nominations. I immediately put both. I had I had Babylon back in because we talked about this uh, only a few hours ago. We were talking about the Golden Globes, but I felt like it's got a lot of craft support still. And then it's not a anti-act. The actors do love the movie, it seems. Like a lot of actors really do like it. So I was like, I do think it's like a safe in that bottom half of the best picture field. But Women Talking, I had taken out and now I'm ready to put it back in because I was like, the actors uh, supporting it, I think will make me enough. I really do. They clearly like the movie or they like the ensemble of the movie. And that SAG which seemingly has notoriously uh, broad taste, let's say, mainstream taste, uh, went for a movie that basically is just come out and has no real footprint for a member of AFTRA who's like working at a radio station to go watch it unless they got a screener. I don't know. I thought that was like pretty significant that it got recognized here. Um, I don't think it's that surprising. Um, I think if it had a less divisive reception I think more people would have been predicting it and I I felt weird not having Babylon at all and then I put Brad Pitt in for like five days and then I took him out um yesterday too so I had no Babylon I so. I went I had opposite I had Babylon I had Babylon out and I had Brad in because I just thought the star power of Brad Pitt would win out 
kind of like last year. That, so it kind of makes sense that they just went with it in ensemble. It's just like, like, I think we've talked about this before. Like none of those performances are your favorites individually. Right. But I think it's a movie. It's a high priority screener for people. Like you just want to see the debauchery and, and they'll pop it in. And it's like, it was entertaining, you know, I, mostly. I, I think and the, I, yeah. so then it's like, you know, recency bias too. Cause it's definitely one of the last films that dropped for them mm-hmm. or, you know, sent to the nomcom. They did a bunch of screenings too. Um, so yeah, in hindsight, like it's sole nomination being ensemble makes sense. Exactly. I, I totally agree with everything you say. I also think that the idea that it's divisive, I don't think as, as I think it's divisive in a certain sector of the internet, but I don't think it's divisive in the industry. No. And I think people do like the movie. So I, I do think it's going to get in at best picture as well. The other, not, I went two for five here, Joyce, in the ensemble category. So not- I think I did too. I don't not know. the greatest showing. I had everything everywhere in Banshees. Those two both got nominated. My other three were Top Gun Maverick, which uh, I was maybe over predicting here because I just thought everyone loves Top Gun Maverick and the cast does indeed rule. Uh, and I just was like, they're going to put it in, but it got nothing. I think just stunt ensemble. It got some, the stunt lineup is really, really good. Yeah, no everything everywhere there, but it was Avatar, Top Gun, Black Panther, Woman King, and what was the fifth one? The Batman. Right. Uh, so I had Top Gun. I had Glass Onion, which I would say today was a real blow for Glass Onion as an Oscar. Um, real bad for them, especially how um, some other lower profile or more controversial Netflix films performed. <laughs> Yes. Uh, when in fact, Blonde has more nominations than Glass Onion at the SAG Awards choice. So, uh, so Glass Onion, I think that's a bad sign because I was like, if it's going to get in at Best Picture, I think it would have gotten in on the back of its support from the acting community. I think um, it's. I I wonder if it would have done better had it been earlier, but I don't. I don't know. I think like that was that spot was fine for it. Like voting lasted for more than a month. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it was late or anything like. No, so. I don't think it was like something that they didn't see, especially when the other yeah. two nominees here are Babylon and Women Talking, which are not. Yeah, streaming. And it's still like this is like the first movie did well yes. and it was anticipated. So it's again, a high priority watch. Yeah. So. And everyone likes it. But I think this might be a case where everyone likes it, but not enough people love it. Um, and I, you know, and uh, like me personally, I prefer the first cast to this one. I still we, I like love this one too. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast too. I thought they were great, but I, I prefer the first one. I mean, not to get too fine of a point on this. And again, SAG after has what, like 10,000 members, Joyce or something? Well, it's also, it's the nomcom. So a different nomcom sure. could have nominated it. I just think that like, it is more of almost a two-hander, maybe like a two and a half-hander than the first one is much more of an ensemble. I do think that. Not that it matters, maybe, but- It doesn't is... matter because they've nominated ensembles with three people. Sure, so. like the Banshees of Inisherin. But I'm just saying, like, I do think that is the difference between the two. And the other movie I had was The Whale, Joyce. I just, I had a feeling that The Whale would do really well. And it actually did do really well, but it just didn't get that ensemble nomination. You could argue that I wouldn't that it say it did really well. I think it um, met expectations, like Brendan and Hong- I think a lot of people, if not most, had it. I had both of them in. I mean, I had both of them in too. I think so. a lot of people maybe are still sleeping on Hong Chao, but not anymore, I would say. I think she's going to be in at the Oscars as well. Uh, so those are the, the so you had two out of five or three out of five then? I think two. I don't know. Like, 
I don't have your picks. Whatever. Like, who cares? Like, who cares? Why does it matter? It doesn't. It I mean, doesn't like, women talking that again, like a great ensemble nomination. I think it's the same thing where, like, Babylon, you can't really pick a. F- I wouldn't. Okay. I don't know if you want to pick a fave in Babylon, but in Woman Talking, like you, you, I think there's more of a debate of like picking a fave, especially with the supporting actresses and, and um, Claire Foy and Jesse Buckley. And, you know, since they've been bombing individually, I think it's just bearing out that you, like no one can pick a fave. And then you see like Judith Ivy, like, you know, people come out and being like, I love her or Sheila McCarthy, you know, and even it, Rooney Mara. It's an incredible so. cast, really deep. And again, like a very well-deserved nomination. I, I feel bad that I abandoned it uh, so early here, but it just I abandoned like... it pretty early too. Um, just, I only did it, it I, I did it before it started flatlining um, because I just felt like they would go for more populist movies because this lineup could have been very, very populist. Which is kind of what- Like they didn't have... do Woman King. Right. I, I mean, I Black Panther, Wakanda yeah. Forever, but I was like, yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was expecting like Last Night and Top Gun here for sure. I, I guess, and The Whale instead of Women Talking. I, I'm, I think it's heartening. Then what I'm seeing from Women Talking is that like the re- another reason I took it out is like you said, it was like it's kind of just very under the radar because it doesn't feel like a lot of people have seen it. But I do think that those who have really do enjoy it or like it maybe enjoy is not the right word but they're like very into the movie it is like a good movie like we've said for months yeah so i would still think everything everywhere is winning this um i think it's like based on nominations um it's it's like it feels like it's between everything area and banshees everything area also got five it could have we were talking about this last night everything area could have gotten um or been the first film to get six but mm-hmm. it missed stunts right so it got five just right. like banshees um except its ensemble is bigger by like one or two people like james right. hong <laughs> um yeah i think everything it feels like everything everywhere would win here as well based uh, but i'm not i would if banshees won or even the fablemans obviously uh fablemans had a very wacky day <laughs> uh yeah it did um i i could see i could see fablemans winning honestly i'm not i would not be surprised if it won i mean it's made it like i think it was i took it out because i was like they're not gonna go for it and again i kind of was like maybe they haven't seen it as much as like banshees because I thought like having Banshees like be more widely available for people at home, like was a help, right? Because it's like no, because they send the screeners early. Like both of them send the screeners early. But so Banshees getting in for for Paul Dano and uh, but not Michelle Williams. You mean Fablemans? Fablemans. I'm sorry. What did I say? Banshees. I need another cup yeah. of coffee, Joyce. Uh, not Michelle Williams, but Paul Dano. I don't know. I could still see Fablemans winning. I won at the Globes. Uh, it's still like I think a movie that people really enjoy and is probably still less divisive than everything everywhere but who knows I think those three are definitely going to be in strict strong competition with Babylon and women talking kind of like bringing up the back of this I just I feel like there's more passion behind everything error and banshees and Fableman's is like maybe running third like I'm gonna I think like those are the top three um and I think for the Oscars with the preferential ballot um that situation is I mean, I think it's good for all of them, I guess, but I think it's better for Fablemans because I I still, again, don't know a real person who's seen the movie, but I think most people enjoy it, but I don't know if it's their favorite movie of the year. I think that's true. And I mean, like, it's one, so far it's like Fablemans has really, for a movie that everybody's like kind of pulled away from after like the BAFTA long lists, 
and like Spielberg missing there. And like we talked about this last night, uh, it's one Toronto audience award. It won Golden Globe drama. It showed up here. It probably show up later at the DGA awards for Spielberg. It's probably going to show obviously the PGA awards and it's kind of like checking all the boxes. It doesn't mean it's going to win, but like, it's definitely like not inconceivable that it would ensemble here. No, it's just, if there are other signs that it's weaker than the other two. Right. That's the thing. Right. It's like the other two are clearly very strong. Right. I guess I would say the other, the only thing is of those three movies, I think you can make, and again, I don't think they vote like this. So I'm just saying this because I don't think it's real. The, you could argue it's like of the, if it's a, the traditional ensemble, I would say like it is the best ensemble of the, of it's the best troop of actors or it is the most ensemble of these ensembles between Banshees and everything everywhere, which feel like more obviously standalone performances rather than like a cohesive ensemble. Yeah, I mean, they interact more. I mean, there's more people, obviously, than in Banshees. Right. But yeah, like, they don't care. Like, it's, I like know. I think they mostly just vote for their favorite movie. Like, it doesn't. Yeah. Not, and like, again, SAG-AFTRA, it's like 160,000 people. So it's, and a lot of, like, the after part, they're not actors. So right. they're not, like, actually, you know, really you know generalizing here but like they're not like really considering the craft like i think they're mostly just picking what they enjoy the most so i guess i would ask you this then thinking about that and like the amount of people in this group is something like failments and then because it's like a movie that everyone seems to like and doesn't have strong feelings for either way maybe even though i think a lot of people do love it like i do personally uh do you think that puts it in something like everything everywhere in the banshees which might be more polarizing for this group does the failments kind of like step ahead by being liked I don't think Banshees is polarizing. I think it could be. I definitely think like it could be. I think most people really do like it, but I could see. I think I think it's just big. it like the ending is more of a downer than yeah. these other two. Right. Um, but like it's not it's not like Babylon. So no, I don't think Babylon's gonna be. No, but like I think it's clear like it's not like I think your concern about it. I I think it's it's proven that it's like it's not being held back by it. Like it's doing really well. It's it's been doing yeah, better yeah. than the Fablemans. Of so course. I don't think like I'm not going to predict Banshees to win right now because no. I don't think I think everything everywhere is winning this. Right. So, but I think it's ahead of Fablemans. Okay. I mean, I think it's I don't disagree necessarily, but I think it's pretty close, and I think you could make a case for Fablemans too for for actor in a leading role, Joyce. Here are the nominees. Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Bill Nye for Living. He made it in. Great sign. And then the greatest nomination of the day for me, Adam Sandler for Hustle. We did it. I didn't even predict him. As soon as, well, I can't believe, like, I still don't know why you dropped Bill Nye. But as soon as they snubbed Tom Cruise and then, like, Bill Nye was fourth, I was like, who is that at the end of the alphabet? And I was like, is it Adam Sandler? <laughs> and it was. Because uh, they think obviously after Bill Nye is like they skip Paul Muscal, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is then our like Kristen Stewart situation, but like I, not. <laughs> I went off Bill Nye because, like we said, I just didn't think they would watch it. I didn't yeah, but there's no it. other options here. Doesn't matter. Like he's I was in just, at like, the maybe, Oscars. Like, I know, I know, and I'm like great that he's going to get in. I thought uh, Daniel Craig would be the Netflix representative here for uh, for Glass Onion, so I was close at the service, but just wrong wrong comedy. Uh, Adam Sandler for Hustle, I love it. I literally went like this. Yes, 
both arms raised and and was this is this is like how weak this category is this year because he had a lot more backing a lot more support and precursor mentions for uncut gems and he couldn't get in and he got in for this i mean that's a movie that dropped in june (laughs) he's good in it but it's like you know it's very clear that they saw an opening at in the fall and it's like let's start campaigning which he did and he campaigned specifically seemingly to sag like yes. so many sag screens he was and- he was on tour and he would do q a's and he's irresistible in the room i think uh so this is just a great nomination i i love this performance i think he's so good in the movie actually uh i think uncut gems is obviously a better performance but like he's so natural in hustle it's like a really really good performance he's actually good in it and the movie is great and obviously being on netflix probably really helped you know, remember when Jennifer Aniston won um, for the morning show last time, and then in her speech she gave a shout out to him. I, so maybe maybe that spurred people on. It's like next time he's in the running, and it does feel like. Sandman. I mean, it is definitely a more traditional movie than Uncut Gems. Yes. Uh, so not surprising them with these. I does are you going to take Tom Cruise out of your Oscar picks then? I. This is what we were talking about last week. I. I think it's it's a lot more up in the air. Like it's still I think if he had gotten in, I would have just kept him for the Oscars. But now like in addition to the fact that that's not a number one getter, like he can totally miss. Um and it's seemingly like or at least the actors in the nomcom are not here for the actors in Top Gun Maverick. Right. I so yeah. But then I, I'm like, who do I put in? <laughs> I, I put in Paul Miss. I took him out and put in Paul Mescal. I've been like, like I said, I've been like, there's no real reason for him to get an acting nomination for Top Gun to no. me. I love, I truly love the movie. It is like my favorite movie, like we said, it's of the year. And like, he's an incredible movie star. There's no, the only reason he's even considered is because so many of the other acting contenders here just dropped off, right? Like no one was predicting him even in August or September, really. No, but uh, we were talking about this as a possibility in September. Because we were because it was already flopping. Clear <laughs> because a lot of people were flopping. Um, but I think Paul Mescal is peaking at the right time, and I could just see that being like a lot. That of- is a number one getter. Yes. Um, but it is such a small movie, and it's such like anti-Ampus style. It what is. he does in it, so- I totally agree, and I think it would be a weird <laughs> or unexpected uh, swing for the. Uh, Academy, but I'm going to do it because I just think, like you said, he's got enough number. It's like a number one getter and people are raving about the movie enough that I think a lot of people are going to check it out. And he is like, obviously on the come up, the Gladiator 2 news dropping at the exact right time, him doing a Richard Linklater movie, replacing Blink Jenner, exact right time. I just feel like people are paying attention to him in a good way. These deals months ago and they're like, we got to drop at the week of Oscar voting. I honestly think that's that's true. (laughs) Yes, I do think that's true. And I think it really, all that stuff pays off. And like, I would not be surprised if he gets in. I just think the passion will be there for that, for that performance. And again, Tom Cruise, no offense, but like if he was going to get an Oscar nomination, he should have gotten nominated here with this incredibly broad. He group. like needed this just to signal that um, people would vote for him for this performance. Like they still can, because I don't know like how many members overlap with Ampus or in how many people in this nomcom overlap with Ampus. So right. may- maybe like Ambus would just be all in on Tom Cruise. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know 
Um, because I think like Paul is definitely gonna get in at BAFTA. Yes. Um, with the jury, I think. I don't think he'll be um top three, but I think he'll get him with the jury. So yeah. he'll have that, but then it's like, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like Tom made, made the long list at BAFTA, so he did. I'm I mean, like, we've had him in. I just think that like this is not great, I would say. And I'm ready. I oh, no, like not disagreeing with you at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what to do there. <laughs> and I've been waiting. I mean, like to me, like I've been waiting to not have him in. No, again, no, like no offense to the great Tom Cruise performance, but I was just like, it just doesn't seem like an, there's no reason for an acting nomination for him. I could make a better case for Jennifer Connelly or even Miles Teller, to be honest. I mean, Brewster. I would have like I greatly enjoyed the movie. I never once thought about nominating any of them for no. an Oscar. No, I thought of I making. It. It, I thought of it winning Best Picture, but I agree. I don't think it's because of the acting performances. Not that anybody is. Uh, they're all great, and it's great. actually a really great ensemble. Because when I was rewatching it over Christmas, I was like, you know, it's really hard now with like so many reboots and revivals of like IP because there's a nostalgia factor that they use to pull you in but then there's always the new gen and it's very hard to sell the new gen to the old stands but yeah. i thought they did a really good job with this like i enjoyed all the new pilots when i first watched it and when i was watching it, i was like this is really great like you're fully invested in all of them you care about whether they live or die yeah it's <laughs> and it's I really mean, hard to do yeah. when you're working with ip like that and introducing new characters yeah uh I totally, I totally agree. And like, I think that is why if there was a casting uh, Oscar or whatever, you know, I think it would be a movie that would be hopefully represented uh, for actress choice. So here was a curveball that I was super psyched by. And then I was like, wow, I can't believe it. I almost went five for five, but I, I, I had a dropped uh, Danielle dead. I think almost everyone went four for five, but I had put in Ana de Armas before but you even, dropped Danielle, <laughs> but I dropped Danielle. So the nominees were Cape Blanchett for Tar, Viola Davis for Woman King. Anna DeArmas for Blonde, Danielle Denweiler for Till, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and no Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, which seemed like a slam dunk nomination. She, I mean, she was always um, third behind Kate and Michelle Yeoh. Right. So, um, but as soon as Danielle's net, uh, name was read, it was, it was the reverse of the Globes as soon as her name I was like oh Michelle Williams got snubbed because there's no way they're snubbing Michelle Yeoh you know yeah um but yeah I it's it's just crazy because Paul Dano got <laughs> Pro, truly nuts and we'll talk about that but I'm like I've been just not expecting people to respond to that performance because it's so subtle and awesome and I guess I've been like anti-dicting it because I do love him so much in the movie but there but he I think was he's, he's just built up like people love him and know him and he's never gotten a, a lot of awards love before so right and he had the batman this year so everybody saw him in that too i think that helps but anna de armas i do think is like we talked about last night i'm actually like thinking she could be a, a, a legitimate oscar nominee this year you know colin is running her campaign colin farrell uh was left in hysterics of tears by her performance in like I the first five minutes too and I was saying, like, we were saying this last night with, like, Austin Butler as Elvis as, like, a potential uh, winner, right, at, at the Oscars. And, like, he's playing Elvis Presley. And it's, like, no kidding, like, that would win, right? But Anna Darm is playing Marilyn Monroe. It's such a, uh, like, it would not be shocking if she got nominated for that. No matter what you think of the movie, it's, like, of course, why wouldn't she get nominated for playing such a, a prominent figure? And people are watching the movie, even if they don't like it. 
And I think the fact that they don't like the movie, but like her performance is actually like helping her because they're like, man, she went through so much for this movie that I didn't really like. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a lot of people were anti-dicting her because they hate the movie. And they don't want it to get any recognition. And there are still people who are upset that she's getting nominations right. for this movie because it's bad and they hate it. Uh, so now I think she actually might get at the Oscars, but I don't know who would be out. Um, I would probably in that case, I would say Viola. So I think that's what I would say too. Danielle Denweiler getting in here is, is great. There, uh, I think she needed her. this. Um, I didn't drop her because I was like, like if you watch that movie you will vote for it it's such a sad friendly basic performance like they're just very into that type of stuff yes we we Um, said this i dropped her because i was just like i don't think there will i just was like i didn't trust that they were watching these smaller movies that kind of have died off so like living which obviously hasn't even really started yet even though it's been kind of out since sundance or whatever no uh, but they have the screeners like it's not about the release date Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, I think because they're not really being talked about in the general, I'm like, are people actually watching this? But it's heartening to see that they were uh, in in the case of Till and obviously Living. So I I think that Daniel Deadwater getting in here is huge. And uh, I think she'll get in at the Oscars. And I do think Anna Darmus can get into. And we all said Viola Davis, like you said, is like queen of SAG. So not surprising that she got in here. Yeah. So she um, probably won't win this time she has not lost an individual category in film or tv since doubt um do you think michelle yellow in here or the tape lunchette yeah i think michelle yellow in here too uh let me ask you something this again we i think we i mentioned this in like column maybe or even one of these talking with our mouths uh is there any world where the uh, the academy just says like michelle williams supporting actress nomination do you think that i I don't think they but I don't I don't think it's the same as like Kate Winslet, because um, in that case, she had two movies and they just right. didn't give a fuck about Revolutionary Road, except for Michael Shannon out right. of nowhere. Um, and that she also had a lot. Um, her narrative was a lot bigger that time. Remember her time covered that just said best actress. Yeah, no, I do. You yeah. know, like Michelle's has an overdue narrative, too, I guess, but it's not really prominent. Right now, because right. the rate that that race is basically, you know, seemingly between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. And Absolutely. yeah, I, I don't she's think like, I, I don't know, would you say she's even third now after today? I don't, but I I think she still is, but like more distant. I mean, I think um, it's, she's a lot closer to Daniel Deadweiler in, in fourth than she yeah, is. Yeah, like I'd say she's still in third here, right. but um, I, I don't know. It, it seemed like when they, when Kate's switch happened with the oscars it seemed like they were you know it was like they were ready to give it to her or like they feel passionately about it and i don't know again with like fablemans i don't know if there's that kind of passion behind the film and like any of these performances too i think you you like them a lot but i don't know if they're your favorite i i think that's accurate i do do that yeah so that i mean i don't know if like they're going to go out of their way to nominate her in supporting in supporting i guess i would say like i think it went from like a three percent chance of that happening like last week maybe to like a ten percent chance of that happening this week or today i just think it's getting the the numbers are growing i still don't think it's a pot like it's not very likely but i think the chances of it happening are getting a little bigger especially because supporting actress is so but supporting actress is also firming up it's firming up but it still feels like there's one spot left 
yes but it's still like we we have a lot of the usual suspects it feels like we'll do that we could do that one next year it feels like that'll be a uh perhaps Dolly DeLeon instead of Stephanie Sue. But the nominees here for supporting actress are Angela Bassett, Hong Chow, Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Stephanie Sue. And Dolly DeLeon, I think none of us really expected here. Um, no, even though there there were reports that she was like killing it at the SAC Q&As. I had Janelle Monae in, so I got four of the five. So I did two instead of Stephanie, because then again, I was like, am I going to have like two movies with five nominations and the possibility of everything everywhere also getting six. <laughs> right. So it ended up, yes, that that's what happened. Two movies had five nominations. Uh, as 70 Sue, like we've talked about is I think the best, maybe the best performance in the entire movie. And it's so great that she got nominated. And I think she's definitely the film Twitter fave of this group. Right. Like, yeah, I always thought that um, SAG could save her. Like film Twitter was losing their shit over her snubs last month. I'm like, she can still get an attack because it's such you know that's this is like up their alley yeah and it, yeah i mean she's got a absolutely killer performance she's so uh it's really great and she's definitely like the emotional i think she's like but, the so emotional the, i think like in that same vein i think that the reason she has missed at some other places is i i think that that performance is, is really just like the internet and like twitter you know mm-hmm. like it appeals to a very specific group and i think with certain other demographics it does not have the same appeal. So I think that's why she's been missing at other places and Jamie has been getting in. Right. So I still think like Dolly DeLeon could get in here, but I also mm-hmm. think if they went Michelle Williams here, I would not be, I mean, in the end, I would not be surprised. I don't know. I think that Angela Bassett, Carrie Condon, Hong Chow, and Jamie Lee Curtis seem like pretty set. Though maybe Jamie Lee Curtis drops off too in the end because like you've said, not a lot of number ones there. Likely Stephanie Sue would have more one support maybe than jamie lee curtis i mean based on film twitter yes they would absolutely if they were oscar voters they would put stephanie at one right um but if they i can see if you just like love the movie you're just nominating both of them yeah maybe and maybe this is the same five for the oscars but i do think dolly lamb probably gets in i still have dolly in there because i think she is also uh, a one getter if you're into that movie and yeah. I could see her having like the Euro support. Same. And then maybe it's these four and her. I don't know. Um, winning here, Angela Bassett. I think you said you had her winning before even. I had her winning before I put her in my Oscar nomination. Feels like she's going to win here as well. I agree. Uh, for supporting actor, the nominees were Paul Dano for Fablemans, Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keoghan, Keo Kwan, and Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse. Well, we were all over Eddie Redmayne, obviously. I still ended up with three out of five here because I had Brad Pitt and Tom Hanks. I thought they would just pull like last year. I had Tom too. So. About like the Jared Leto Memorial Performance nomination. Um, but I'm very happy they went with Paul. Uh, me too. I actually love that they went with the, Paul. The hilarious thing is like, I had this five for five at one point and then um, I made changes. So I think I, I had this five for like two months. Yes. And then last week when I made changes. Yep. Uh, no longer five for five. <laughs> like you said, Paul getting nominated, I think is like a great sign for him at the Oscars. And I think it shows that people are paying attention to the performance and he had a big year and people do like him and he's been everywhere with the movie everywhere uh all over doing a lot of uh a lot of facetime it feels like with people yeah he's he's done a lot of 
um, like dinners and events um, where the film was being fetid and he was not individually being recognized yes. too, you know? And I mean, like, I do think it helps that like, he was awesome in the Batman and everyone saw that movie. Like it was like, it's a, one of the biggest hits of the year. So that helps. Yeah. I mean, he's also someone I think who's like, people have been waiting like similar to Brian Tyree Henry, like mm-hmm. RIP that campaign, <laughs> but yeah. it's like someone like people are waiting to nominate for something. I would say like, uh, this is a bad news for Brian Tyree Henry. Uh, probably, I think it's maybe bad-ish news for Judd Hirsch, but I don't necessarily think he... I still think he can get in, honestly, at the Oscars. Um, and I don't even know who else. I mean, Brad Pitt could still get in, I guess, but, like, I think he would have gotten in here, maybe, if he was gonna. Um, I think I put Brad back in at the Oscars. Um, I can still see him getting in. You know, he is hanging on via the ensemble nomination. Yes. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't really see it being double banshees, double fable wins and key. I have I do have Brad in still. I guess you're right. I mean, like he could still easily get in because you'd have to have Judd Hirsch and Paul Dano. Or are you just gonna do Eddie? Like he I mean, I've always felt like he would, you know, be Jared and come up short of the Oscar nomination after Globe and SAG. But what if it's just him? It could be. I would not be surprised. He's obviously beloved and he's a lot like an incredible campaigner as we've seen and the performance is good and it's on Netflix. So people have watched it and I don't think yeah, anybody... he'll be a lone nominee, but he's not winning. And there's actually been more lone nominees in supporting actor than in supporting actress the past decade. Yeah. I don't think it's without question that he gets in like easily could. And maybe we're overthinking and like, he just gets in, but I don't think it's going to go five for five sag here. So I don't think he'll get in in the end. Last year, they went two for five, which was so funny. Right. This year feels a little more, I think based on who they nominated, it's a lot more likely that they'll be like four for five than five for four, than two for five. Yeah. <laughs> so like I was, I was ready for actress to go five for five. Um, and maybe, maybe it will. I think I it know. actually could, honestly, I'm not, I would not. But I be think it'll, it'll probably be four for five. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I think I, I would, I would just drop Viola. Sorry to her. So right now looking at it, actors seem like four for five. I just don't think Adam Sandler is going to get in. Though, no. man, if he got in, I would absolutely lose my mind. I would be running around my house, Joyce, uh, in, in in exaltation for Adam Sandler Oscar nominee. Uh, for actress, I think it'll be four for five. And I think Viola Davis instead of Michelle Williams. For supporting actor, I think it's four for five. And then for supporting actress, I think you could go, honestly, five for five. But maybe it'll probably go four for five as well. Yeah. So. Uh, and we mentioned Sant Ensemble. So now let's go to TV, Joyce. Uh, TV was a lot more up my alley. Joyce, I want to say uh, congratulations on your status as a nomcom member at SAG. Dude, I didn't even know I was in the TV nomcom this year. <laughs> how'd you, <laughs> but how'd you not Banks, tell us? Anthony Kerrigan? Uh, I voted my... for them, guys. <laughs> uh, so here are the nom- so the nominees. Uh, we'll start. We could do, uh, where do you want to start? Drama Ensemble and Comedy Ensemble, I guess? Sure. Drama Ensemble, the nominees were Better Call Saul, the Crown, Ozark, Severance, and The White Lotus, Sicily. I went four for five here. I think I did not have Ozark. I had House of the Dragon instead. Honestly, I don't remember what I have. <laughs> um, No real surprises there, I would say, right? I mean, like anything there like stood out that you're like, oh, I, I'm shocked that that happens? Um, no, I don't think so. And, and um, based on those, what do you think would win? Yeah, like they've always like loved Ozark 
So Ozark had the most uh, nominations of any show. It looks like with four. Um, that I didn't even I yeah. I did not count the TV one. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so like you know, like with White Lotus, I think like White Lotus would probably win here, honestly. So you know, it last year it competed in limited. So this is first time in drama. So it only had the one other nomination for for Jennifer Coolidge. But does anybody not like the White Lotus? I would say probably no. At least and it, it is the most ensemble. It's also the biggest cast. Yeah. If you vote for if you vote by um largest yes. by number, it has the biggest cast. <laughs> and then for for comedy series, Joyce, uh, I got four out of five here as well. I believe the nominees are Abbott Elementary, Barry, The Bear, Hacks, and Only Murders in the Building. Barry showing up. I had Wednesday. I know. Congratulations. I voted for it. So you did it. Uh Barry. I had I had like no hopes for Barry beyond Bill Hader. Got three nominations. Three nominations. Like, and not and the third wasn't even Henry Winkler. So it's like they watched season three. Yeah. Uh so um very happy. Yeah, no Wednesday here. Um so no Netflix here then. There, yeah, there there isn't. Not in comedy. In in drama, there were uh, two. No comedy, though. Yeah. Drama also, they they also uh, did not go for Stranger Things, former winner Stranger mm-hmm. Things, which I thought about a lot. We talked about that, and it was tough to find a spot for it, I guess. Yeah, because, because of White Lotus right. infiltrating drama. Um, yeah. yeah uh, so comedy, I would say comedy um, Abbott. Feels right. Feels like Abbott. Uh, but Abbott, did, I would say, maybe underperformed, would you argue? It only had two nominations. Did not get a third. I I would say it, it underperformed if you were expecting it to get three nominations in Actress, which I was not. Well, two nominations in Actress, right? Hmm. Which no, I was, like people were predicting three nominations in Actress for Abbott. Right. I was expecting two nominations, though, because I thought... Uh, Shirley Ralph would get in and she did not. Yeah, but I think like two is actually manageable. I three is right. we talked about this last week. I we, think I, I think you have to be like really, really big. Yeah. To pull that off, you know. I yeah, I think you're right. I still think Abbott would win here, though I, I don't think you could sleep on like only murders for some reason. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um sticking with comedy choice, male actor in a comedy series, Anthony Kerrigan for Barry. Congratulations. That's just it's just like really taste because i love henry winkler but um i if you made me choose between the two of them for season three i would go for anthony even though henry was really great in the finale right um but um i'm glad he's getting more individual recognition right so the other nominees were bill Hader, steve martin for uh, Martin Short, both for Only Murders, and then Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. I had four to five here. The, I had Tyler James Williams, I thought. Golden Globe winner, maybe would get in here, but he did not. Um, yeah, I had him too, I think. Um, winning this, it seems like everyone's expecting Jeremy Allen White to win. Especially since he's the only person here not nominated from Barry or Only Murders. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, yeah, I think he's the the, the easiest option. It's It's kind of what happened who was it was it brian cranston and also nisha lou when it was just like a double vote split right um so. for actress in a comedy series christina applegate for dead to me rachel brosnahan making a comeback here for, for remember when you were like i'm just ignoring Maisel. 
And I almost was right because it only got the one nomination, but I did not have her in. And Quinta Brunson, Jenna Ortega, and Jean Smart. So I had four to the five, and then I had Charlie Ralph in for, for Abbott Elementary as well. Yeah. Um, um, Jean Smart, she has three nominations this year with this Hacks and Babylon. Pretty great. Good for Jean. And last year, um, she also, did she have four last year? Or... I think she had three, right? Oh, she had three last year because also a mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's an ensemble um yeah not nothing surprising here do you think gene will win again or do you think they'll go quinta brunson like all these other shows are seemingly going at this point or at least the globes did um i can see quinta winning yeah what about christine applegate would be a great moment that would be great i don't think so it would be a great moment. I don't, I know they're not picking winners based on like moments, but I mean, like she's actually amazing on the last season of dead to me. And yeah, I, I never doubted her for the nomination. No. I was like, they love her. They've nominated her when no one was expecting yes. them to. So, <laughs> uh, but just a great performance. It would be great if she won. I, I agree. I think Quinta Brunson probably will win, but we'll see. Um, in the drama side of things, we did the drama ensemble already. The uh, drama actor, Joyce, another great moment uh, for you, I guess. Jonathan Banks for Better Call Saul. Just, Jason just opening the bombs for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bridges for The Old Man. Bob Odenkirk and Adam Scott. And here again, I think I went four for five because I threw Diego Luna in for Andor. Stunt ensemble nominee, Andor. Your Golden Globe runner-up, Diego Yes. Luna. <laughs> no one knows. I could have been right. You never know. Uh, so yeah, Bob, um, any, uh, this is uh, Jonathan Banks, a great surprise, I would say. Amazing moment. Um, yeah, I I would love for Bob to win. I kind of feel like he will based on how well the show did. Because of the Banks nomination. Yes. You know, I don't think Banks will siphon off like enough votes. No. And it just feels like he will win, I think. Yeah, or, I mean, no offense to him, but they've already awarded Jason Bateman twice. Okay. They don't really need to go back to him, guys. And I think Give it is, to Bob. Is there a more beloved actor among actors than Bob Odenkirk? Well, we know Quinta is going to vote for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Show. I think <laughs> I think he's going to win. I don't know. I think he could win. And then for female actor uh, in a drama series, Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus, that great drama series, The White Lotus, with Jennifer Coolidge, a dramatic performance. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki on The Crown, Julia Garner on Ozark, Laura Linney on Ozark, and Zendaya on Euphoria. No Imelda Staunton for The Crown, Joyce. They're going with Princess Di. They are. I would say, having watched the season, uh, that's not an incorrect move because I just think Imelda Staunton. I mean, well, it's all about their split. It so. wasn't, she just wasn't in it very much comparatively. Um, but they do love Julia Garner. I guess I, I did not have her in. I went four to five because I had Imelda Staunton. Why would you not have Julia in? Well, who would I have taken out? I don't know who else you had in. I had Zendaya, Melda Staunton, Laura Linney, Elizabeth Debicki, and Jennifer Coolidge. I would have just dropped one of the crown ladies. I guess so. Just did because have... it was just weaker this season. Right. So. so what did you, you had all of these then? Mm, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I <laughs> honestly <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Like I don't have the page open. I don't have yours open either. I don't, um, I don't check these things after like, who cares? <laughs> like, who do you think is going to win Joyce? Um, I can see Zendaya winning I, or Jennifer. I think Jennifer Coolidge actually might win based on how, uh, 
you know people love jennifer coolidge uh she was the she is, she is like a supporting actress oscar nominee waiting to happen yeah get her another christopher guest movie or something and, and she'll go right through and we'll get her an oscar win probably at this rate um but i i think she actually could win too um <laughs> Uh, and then two limited series actor categories, though no limited series ensemble, which Netflix and Ted Sarando should fix immediately going into next year. Um, for actors in a limited series or television movie, the nominees were Emily Blunt for the English. I got cleaned out in this category. I think I got two out of five or three out of five, maybe. Uh, Emily Blunt for the English, Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy, knew that one. Julia Your Garner fame. for Inventing Anna, double nominee as an individual, Julia Garner, plus uh, ensemble nominee. So way to go. They love Julia Garner. Nisi Nash Betts for Dahmer and Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. Should have known Nisi Nash Betts would have gotten nominated because, you know, it was a really popular show on Netflix, Dahmer. I did. Did I have Nisi? I don't know, but I, I definitely put Richard Jenkinson for Dahmer. <laughs> so like, I mean, it makes sense. Like obviously it was so watched. This group definitely like belovedly watched it. Uh, so, so there you go. Uh, but uh, Emily Blunt making a comeback. SAG winner, Emily Blunt. SAG loves Emily Blunt. We should have known. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know. Even though uh, no one watched the show seemingly, except for the nomcom. Well, it's on Amazon, so it's possible they watch it while they were ordering, you know. But like Amazon is not Netflix. Refills of toothpaste and stuff. Um, Amanda Seyfried, I'm not going to make this mistake for a fourth time in a you, row. You, gonna, you've done it twice. I'm going to put her in and watch her lose. But I'm going to make her number one. I'm not changing it the whole time. I'm just going to have her winning, and that's it. I'm not. Will I'm not she changing. attend the ceremony, or will she still be working on her musical? It depends. You know, you, you can't put a time on the creative process, Joyce, so I don't know. It's true. Well, she uh, want to make an appearance on Netflix's YouTube page. That's all. Maybe. Well, if she wants Mamma Mia 3 to be on Netflix, then maybe she should. Uh, and then for actor in a television movie or limited series, uh, the nominees were Steve Carell for The Patient, which I think we talked about as like a real obvious possibility because the SAG Awards love Steve Carell. Taron Egerton for Blackbird. Sam Elliott for 1883. <laughs> Holy cow. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Paul Walter Hauser for Blackbird and Evan Peters for Monster. Great I know I definitely had Evan. I don't remember if I had Taryn or PWH. I definitely had PWH and I had Steve Carell. I had Andrew Garfield and Kumal Nanjiani as my other two. I yeah, I have... think I just had like all the um, Emmy nominees yeah. here, like Andrew and Seb. I did so... not have, uh... yeah, I did not have uh, Taryn Egerton, though maybe I should have because it was great. But it's it shocking to me then that like, I don't know. They couldn't find room for Ray Liotta too, but I guess they're not going to have three nominees here from the Blackbird. No, it's again, I think you need to be really big to support three. Um, so, I mean, like that's still a great showing for Blackbird. And I I do like that they just dropped all the old shows. Well, we talked about that. I kind of was mm-hmm. thinking they would because I'm just like, people are over those shows. They're done. It didn't reflect in our odds, but I was like, no one's talking about the staircase now. They're moved on. They're on. But then at the same time. But the, like Pam and Tommy is totally a SAG show. True. And at the same time, 1883 is also old. So I guess, uh, but they went with the Patient of Blackbird and Dahmer is like newer shows, certainly. Are, are they, do you think like the nomcom was just like Team Sam Elliott in the Power of the Dog debacle? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I think Evan Peters will win here. Though I could make a case for Paul Walter Hauser. I think Evan Peters will win. Um, yeah. So. So Netflix next year, when they're airing this, add a supporting actor and actress category for limited series and then also- Well, they should add supporting categories for all TV yes. category, uh, races, but they should just start with the ensemble for limited. So that's three new categories. 
Ted Sarandos call. Yeah, I think I think like they don't or like SAG or whatever, like they don't want more TV categories than film. Right. But But, I think now that they're going to be on Netflix, maybe they'll change their mind. Yeah. I guess we'll see. And then they had a two hour broadcast window, but you know. Now it's streaming. That's 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 not an issue on streaming. Also, there's no ad, so it'll actually be less. It'll probably be shorter, even if they added three more categories. I don't know. Maybe they'll by 2024, Netflix will do ads for their live shows. Mm, maybe so. we'll see. I guess that's a great thing. Interestingly, Joyce, the nominations by network. Netflix had the most with 12, and then Shocking. HBO Max with nine, Apple TV Plus with four. Uh, so there you go. And for studios, A24 with seven, obviously because of everything everywhere in the whale. Uh, Searchlight had five. And Netflix had three. They also break um, out Marvel Studios as its own entity and said that had two. I mean, yeah, because it's not it's it's owned by Disney, but yeah, it but is like still Marvel Searchlight Studios. Marvel and 20th Century Studios are all in the same company. Though. Yeah, it's it's all under Disney, but yeah, Avatar um is by 20th Century Studios right. and Black Panther is by Marvel, Marvel Studios. Uh so that is our uh SAG Awards breakdown. Uh, we said Gene Smart had three nominations. Julia Garner had three nominations. A lot of people with two nominations, obviously, based on what we just talked about. Some many first-time nominees, Jonathan Banks included. Uh, really nice there. Brendan Fraser, first-time nominee. Bill Nye. Sandman. Adam Sandler never nominated. Now is. Great moments. So what are you, what have you already done to your Oscar? Well, predictions after the last 12 hours so before we get to the uh before we get to critics choice awards which we'll do and we'll burn through because we have a hard out here joyce in a little bit uh for uh for picture i have edited back in women talking and babylon i basically have the top 10 in our odds so really going chalk but i have everything everywhere top gun banshees elvis fableman's tar all quiet on the western front avatar babylon and women talking i took out glass onion and I took out Triangle of Sadness previously. So my my bottom three, I have Triangle, All Quiet, and Babylon. So I'll probably keep Babylon um, and All Quiet. So I guess I don't know if I want to keep Triangle. I think All Quiet is moved up. My bottom three actually right now is Avatar, Babylon, and Women Talking. I, I'm not, Avatar has had like a, a tough week, even though it's continuing to make billions of dollars. I think Avatar is fine for a nomination. Definitely. So it's like, again, like no one is talking about it winning. So it's like in a field of 10, like if it's a field of five, I would not have it in. I think women talking in Babylon or I think Babylon is increasingly safe as a nominee. I just do. I just think there's enough support all over with 10 nominees that it would get in. I think women talking was extremely helped by today with the SAG awards. Yes. Um, yeah, maybe I'll put it back. I don't know. I... It's also, I, it's, uh, how do I, how do I say this? Like, it's a serious enough movie that I think like European voters would be into it. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, I think like Triangle of Sadness would be like the obvious pick there instead of like women talking. But I'm like, I think because women talking is such a, it's not like glass, it's like Glass Onion is like a goofy movie and women talking is like an art artistic movie, right? It's like more cineast. And I think that helps it as a lower rung nominee with a very strong ensemble that people like. Yeah, it it does. I I do think that actors would probably be its biggest supporter because that that movie rests on the acting. Yes, really, actors so. I think for sure, and I could see maybe producers too because of like the powerhouse producers behind it, including Dini Gardner. 
yeah, they um they could they they could really flop this year too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They also had she, she said, but they have blonde, right? Plan B. I know. I mean, that's why I mean they they could really flop this year if all of them miss. <laughs> um, for director, I have basically the same five: I have Spielberg winning, then Todd Field, the Daniels, Baz Luhrmann, and Martin McDonough. I'm keeping Baz in. I took Jim Cameron out. Big Jim. I I still have the, him in there. So I guess we'll see in the uh, in moments after this the DGA award nominees will come out and we'll get to say. I mean, if you're really reactionary, you're going to be like this. The past twelve hours uh, has not been great for Elvis beyond Austin Butler. Right, but I still think people love Elvis. It and is like Boz totally serves like DJ nominee and Oscar snub. Beam. Maybe, but I think maybe Jim could be DJ nominee and Oscar snub. They could both be really. Maybe, uh, for best actress, I did go with the five from SAG minus Michelle minus Viola Davis. I have Kate Blanchett, uh, Michelle Williams, Michelle Yeoh, Daniel Deadweiler, and Anna Darmus. I made the move. Yeah, I can see that happening. The only uh, thing that's keeping me from really like being a hundred percent on this beyond the, obviously that we don't know anything and the moron is that uh, I don't know, like both of those are little like movies that are not like as widely seen maybe as like woman King and Babylon. Um, but I do think they have a lot of passion. Both those performances, Daniel Detweiler and Anna Darmus. And I think Michelle Williams will get in. And I just do. I don't think that today's, not... I mean, I think blonde is more seen than tell, but it's just, yeah. again, like we've always said, you just have, to watch till and i think most people would vote for her right so and for actor i did move like you said i have the four and then paul mescal instead of tom cruise finally i don't know what i'm gonna do there so i'll just have tom for now he's like my new hugh jackman um and then or maybe they'll make ryan murphy's dreams come true and do jeremy pope what about felix kammerer for for all quiet i thought of that one too i don't think it's out of the question um, especially if All Quiet is so beloved, like international. Or maybe they should just have four nominees. They could. Maybe you Jackman gets it anyway. Wouldn't that be funny after all? Imagine. This? Oh my gosh. Uh, and then for supporting actors, I have Carrie Condon, Dolly Bland, Jamie Lee Curtis, Angela Bassett, and Hong Chow. Yeah. Uh, and nothing today. The early, really... the early alphabet. Yeah. And then for supporting actor, I have Key, Huquan, Brendan Gleeson, Barry Keegan, Paul Dano now, and Brad Pitt. I kept Brad in. Yeah. So that's it. That's our top. I mean, we don't have to go through everything because we have to do our critics' choice picks choice. And we're gonna be reading which I haven't looked at since last month. So let's look at them together. We're gonna we're gonna do it live, as they say. Uh the critics' choice words are our Sunday night. We have we have 30 minutes here basically to burn through many non many, many predictions. Uh how fast can we do it? There's so many categories. I think we'll be fine. Uh, for Best Picture Joyce at the Critics Choice Awards, and we'll be on after the Critics Choice Awards to talk about what a great show it was. I have Will every- it be? <laughs> Is it though? I have everything everywhere all at once winning at the Critics Choice Awards for Best Picture. Yes. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else to say about it? I- it? It would, I guess I would say if it loses, it would be an absolute shock and it yes. would show that they were very reactionary to the news of the Golden Globes, I would say. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Me neither. I think uh, like if, if it's going to tie, I would say Banshees. Yeah. Um, for best director, I have uh, the great Steven Spielberg winning. Uh, I think 
while I can make the case for Todd Field and the Daniels, I think the Critics' Choice Awards will go with Uncle Steve. I also have Steve, but I would not be shocked if it were the Daniels. Same. But I could see actually the Daniels winning elsewhere, I guess, and we'll talk about that uh, when we get there. Um, for Best Actress Choice, I actually made a change. I have Michelle Yeoh winning instead of Kate Blanchett. I think the Critics' Choice Awards are going to go very uh, hard for Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, I have Michelle too, or they could tie, but it's just like film Twitter's favorite movie. Yeah. Um, so now Michelle Yeoh wins Golden Globe. So does Kate. Michelle Yeoh wins the Critics' Choice Awards. Mostly likely not tying Kate Blanchett. Michelle Yeoh probably wins SAG. Kate Blanchett wins at BAFTA. And then we go into the Oscars in like a dead heat. That's that's what people think will happen. So, <laughs> so I guess we'll see. That's fun. But the that's ideal not- situation will be they'll be in, in an actual dead heat and they'll tie at Critics' Choice. That'd be awesome. Uh, for Best Actor Choice, I have Colin Farrell winning for The Banshees of Inishirin. I do too. Um, I have Brendan in second and Paul Mescal in third. Wow. I have Austin in, in second because I just think this group is going to be like Gaga over Austin Butler. Everybody loves him. I know, but I don't think like they like I don't think they care about Elvis or like they want him to win the Oscar. You know most, what I mean? Most people I've talked to are uh, who are critics and I don't even know if they're actually in this group because I actually don't know everybody who's in this group. It seems like a lot of people are in it. You, uh, you, people, you can look up the membership list. So. People either really love Elvis and are like Boz Lerman heads. You know, they're just like in on Boz or they're like the movie's whatever. And he's actually great. I don't think anybody dislikes him as a performer. No, but I think that they're. Um, or at least like for most of the season, they've been uh, Brendan backers. Yes, that's true. But then, you know, I think it's kind of clear that he's fallen to third so yeah maybe i should move austin up mm, i mean i think but they also love paul they do but i don't think he's gonna win but if he won no, i don't have him winning but like they, they just love him so. uh for supporting actress choice i have angela bassett winning for black panther wakanda forever um yes uh i want carrie condon to win like i said last night i think if she's given the opportunity to give a speech it will make this a real race but right now it feels like angela bassett is the person that people are just like yes angela bassett you're winning an oscar yeah so i also feel like she's just stealing the um like the veteran narrative from jamie (laughs) absolutely uh i think she's like kind of pushed out jamie lee curtis who Never felt like a real winner here. And honestly, like, I think. No, I don't think I've, like she just wanted the nomination. She's been going for the mm-hmm. nomination, but no one who's been advocating for her nomination has really talked about her for the win. Right. And I think Angela Bassett, like a lot of the people who seeming like most awards pundits now are I see when I read their like recaps of the Golden Globes, like last night are just like front runner Angela Bassett going to win an Oscar. I'm like, if we just keep saying it enough, I guess it happens. It's kind of reminds me of Jessica Chastain last year where it was like, there wasn't really a front runner for best actress. And then she just kept winning and everybody was like, well, she's going to win. And I think that's happening here. Well, she didn't win the globe last year. No, but she won everything else. (laughs) She won SAG. And then remember critics choice was after SAG on the same day as BAFTA. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, So you have Angela Bassett here too. 
yes. Uh, for supporting actor, Kiyu Kwan, no kidding. Seems like the most obvious one here. Yeah, I, I don't know. They're, again, nothing, nothing to, say to say here. I, I imagine they'll give him first and have him go up and do a great speech. They should just do supporting actor first in all of these ceremonies. <laughs> Why not? Uh, for original screenplay, Joyce, uh, here I actually have everything everywhere all at once waiting for the Daniels instead of Mark McDonough. Um, I have Banshees. Banshees is a favorite. I could see that obviously, but I think they'll like, I think they might be more inclined to do everything everywhere. I guess we'll see. Uh, for adapted screenplay, I have Women Talking. Yes. Uh, Sarah Polly over Ryan Johnson for Glass Onion. I think if Glass Onion had gotten a SAG Award ensemble nomination today, Ryan Johnson maybe would have won this. One Critics' <laughs> Choice? Yes, because I think they're paying attention to how these movies are doing in the season. And when it loses a leg to stand on, it's like, oh, well, now we can definitely go to Sarah Polly. No, but I think they've, they've actually, in the screenplay awards, like they, um, they've they actually have um, made their own decisions uh, more often in the last couple of years. True. Like, so, um, and I think they all want to support Woman Talking and Sarah. I definitely did. I'm also going back to Banshees for for screenplay. Just going chalk. <laughs> what what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, why? Because I was looking ahead here, and I'm like, for film ensemble, I have everything everywhere winning. Yes. So how many is everything everywhere going to win? Really? Because I going to win all of them. Win all of them, Ex but not except supporting actors. <laughs> right. Uh, and so screenplay. <laughs> for for best young actor or actress choice, a fun category that the Critics Choice Award to. I actually have Frankie Corio for After Sun. Um. Yes. They love after sun the favorite here according to our odds is gabriel labelle for the fablemans which would be i mean wonderful. i i would vote for him if i were a critic's choice voter i, I gotta say though frank corio is amazing in after sun he she's is. really good like he is really good very natural and like almost like not a performance but it's like a great performance you know what i mean like it's like so real mm -hmm. um but i have her winning uh instead of gabriel labelle for comedy film joyce the great comedy everything ever all at once will win here my prediction Yes. This one, I guarantee you they won't. This will be like a in the commercial break. Like, hey, guess what? One oh my God, they're going to do so many in the commercial breaks. Well, basically all the crafts. Right. Uh, I have Glass Onion in second and Banshees in third. Um, I have Banshees in second. For best animated feature, I have Pinocchio winning. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Yes. Not to be confused with Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio. No one's talking about that one. So it's not a problem. Okay. Uh, I think Pinocchio will win. Marcella Shell has gotten a lot of critical support, but it doesn't seem like it has the broad support that would win here. No, and Pinocchio is going to win the Oscar too. Correct. So. Uh, for best foreign film that they have, I have RRR winning, though I really think they might go All Quiet on the Western Front or tie because I think they want to make sure they get All Quiet on the Western Front an award as it goes towards its Oscar. And, uh, and also nomination. because RRR can't win the Oscar. <laughs> Correct. So I think... Though RRR, I think they like their favorite is RRR. Yes, so that's why I went RRR. But I do think it'll be a tie, maybe. <laughs> Just uh, what? What if it's Argentina, nineteen eighty-five? No, I don't think winner. so. I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna just stick with RRR because it is it's their favorite. People um, love it. Yeah. Uh, for best cinematography of Top Gun Maverick, seemingly yes, rolling to an Oscar win for Claudio Miranda. Mm-hmm nothing else to say for know. best costume design i have black panther wakanda forever and ruth carter 
I do too. Um, I think I have Elvis winning the Oscar. I kind of think Elvis might win the Oscar as well, and I have it in second here. Um, yeah. But I think Ruth Carter winning would be great for the Critics' Choice Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, for best editing choice, I have Top Gun Maverick. I I would vote for Top Gun Maverick, but I have everything everywhere. It's their favorite movie. It's their I favorite just... movie. Um, it has the most editing. It does. But man, Top Gun Maverick. That's all. Yes. Um, for best hair and makeup, I have The Whale. Uh, yes. Elvis is actually in first in our odds. Interesting. But I think The Whale is all about the hair and makeup for, uh, how they did i guess yeah. maybe you could see is this group gonna have is are there enough people in this group who are offended by the idea of having a uh actor like brendan fraser playing a 600 pound man because yeah, they like the whale i think they like the whale too so i don't think it really matters either uh for best score joyce i actually have women talking in first i i don't know what to do here honestly i, think- I do too because i don't think they're gonna go with babylon <laughs> so in the odds women talking is in fourth behind the fablemans babylon pinocchio and women ta- and, and behind those three i don't think they're gonna go with babylon either because of all like this is babylon did worst i think with the critics right like while i think the industry has been not as polarized about the movie this group definitely was they did not a lot of people in this group did not seem to like it and so i think i mean it's still made best picture it did, but they're kind of kind of chasing Oscar cloud, right? So like, and they went to 11 on Best Picture. Um, Pinocchio, I think, could easily win with Desplat. And The Fablemans, I just think no one's super passionate about the score. They love John no, Williams. It's just, but... it, like, it's just Johnny Williams um, writing his, you know, last uh, Stephen collab. But train. Women Talking, I mean, the music is amazing. And Hilder is like a like a icon to this group, I would say. She had two nominations here, uh, including for Tar, which is mm-hmm. not eligible at the Oscars. The other one I thought of predicting, actually, and I could see easily happening, and I have it actually in second, is Batman, Michael Giacchino. But, like, it's not, it can't get in at the Oscars. <laughs> so it can't get in the Oscars, and, like, obviously this group seemingly wants to be the Oscar predictor, but at the same time, critics love this score. It was out an outrage that it wasn't on the shortlist, and it made the most noise that it wasn't on the shortlist among this group. It is. I would say if, if like, we were talking about, like, the other like the regional critics groups yeah like batman has actually won you know a handful of score awards from like the regionals but like for the critics choice awards and how they want to be the best oscar predictor and the fact that michael giacchino missed the shortlist i guess i could see that for sure and like i'm not going to pick it but i do think if it wins i would say like this is like them being like f you to the oscars we know better yeah, and it, it's also a place where they could afford to go astray because it's not, you know, like an acting category. And there's also not really a front runner here that they could kind of c- congregate around. I don't, I think score is wide no, open. No, unless they just like do Babylon. Like there are a lot of people who love that score. It's a great score. Too, so I know, I know voters, I, one of my friends who's a voter was like, listen to Babylon score. I'm like, yeah, it's great. I love it. I would vote for Babylon too, probably, but uh who knows? I'll stick with women talking. I just think Hilder is like real. That group really loves her. And the score is awesome. And I think the movie is not under the underseen by this group. So uh, for mm-hmm. best song choice, I have not to not to from RRR. Same. So people have not updated their picks because it's in third behind Top Gun Maverick and Black Panther and uh, our odds. But I think um, it, but yeah, they love RRR. Absolutely. Uh, and in this win. case, it can actually win the Oscar. <laughs> yeah. 
for production design, I have Avatar The Way of Water. Um, I had Black Panther here, but I might do Avatar. I don't know. They're first and second in the odds. Um, either one could win. I had Elvis in third. I actually think Elvis could also win here. Yeah, Elvis has um hmm, I don't know. Maybe I'll keep Black Panther. <laughs> and then for best visual effects, the final movie category as we burn through these, and then we'll do TV, I guess, because they do TV also. I have Avatar the Way of Water. Yes. So we're pretty lockstep on most of these. So we're going to either get, I think you were, we're, we're going to get the same score. Basically. I don't, I mean, we have like one different, I think that maybe the score or whatever. And then for, for TV awards choice, as we continue to burn through here are my picks for comedy series, I have Abbott elementary. Um, yeah. Not much to say. People, I, I don't know what, like it's going to just dominate the winter awards. It seems that way. For, okay, I for... just closed my tab. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> for uh comedy actress, I have Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. Um, I'm assuming I have her too. <laughs> well, Gene Smart seemingly was like an early pick there, obviously, but uh I don't think she'll win this time. No. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of enthusiasm for the show at this moment. Not I'm not like I, I think they still love the show, but like, you know, Abbott is the new hot thing yeah that's what i mean like people love the show but there's not enthusiasm for it to win there's enthusiasm for abbott to win and for quinta uh for best actor in a comedy series i have jeremy allen white for the bear yes Uh, for comedy supporting actress i have cheryl lee ralph for abbott elementary same i could make the case for io barry for the bear but i don't think she'll win no i think they might also want their own like emmys moment yes so for comedy supporting actor i have leslie jordan for call me cat i have tj dubs uh i have tj dubs in second seems like likely he would win but i think they might just go for like the the moment like the sentimental maybe we'll see people do love leslie jordan um for best drama series, I better call Saul, actually. Wow, are you me? I guess so. I just I what think what happened? Well, I have House of Dragon in second and Severance in third. I just think that Severance is not as beloved overall as like it has as people maybe assume. I actually think Severance has a better of, of all the awards shows we've seen so far, I think has a better chance of winning here than it did at the emmys excuse me or the globes um but i obviously i have to go down the ship bc i don't care (laughs) it feels like they should just do it i don't know they need to do it they need to do it the last chance like come on yeah um for best actress i have zendaya for euphoria yes could make the case for christine baranski in the good fight I have her in second, and like this is the only group, like, you know, bless them, we, you know, dunk on them a lot, but they're the only ones who give some shine to the good fight, and it's also over. And people love her in this group, yes. I feel like, but I just think there's not enough support compared to Zendaya for her to pull off an upset. No, and then these other nominees just, like, Happy wow. to be there. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to Laura Linney, who is great on Ozark. Um, for best 
drama actor, I have Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. Obviously, I do as well. <laughs> Would be hard to imagine him not winning here, honestly, uh, just for the moment. And again, I think they want to like jump on the Emmys a little and get the jump on. I, I mean, I don't think he's going to win the Emmy. And <laughs> well, he could. September. I mean, I I think that I think he can still get in at the Emmys, but. You know, and they've they've given like he's won here before twice. So why not a third time? Yeah. Uh for drama uh it's a drama. Let me see. I lost my page. Drama supporting actress for I have Jennifer Coolidge for the White Lotus. Um yes, even though I, I do want Ray. Ray Singer is still number one on our odds, but again, I don't know if people really updated. And I have a hard time believing any member of the Critics' Choice Awards does not want Jennifer Coolidge to be up on their stage giving a speech. Ray would have a better chance of winning the TCA award than the Critics' Choice Award. That's true, I would say. So, um, this next one I think is just—I don't know—drama uh, supporting <laughs> a drama supporting actor. We'll just read off the nominees here: Matt Smith for House of the Dragon, Giancarlo Esposito for Better Call Saul, John Lithgow for The Old Man, Ismael Cruz Cordova for Lord of the Rings, Michael Emerson for Evil, and Andre Brower for The Good Fight. I have Giancarlo Esposito winning for Better Call Saul. <laughs> I think I just put Matt Smith in here because I didn't want to think about this category. So he's number one in the odds. And again, I don't know how much people updated based on how much they like Better Call Saul. I'm, at least my predictions here, I'm like going to go Giancarlo Esposito. I just think people like him. I don't know. This one is weird. This whole category is very strange. It's, it's very odd. I, you know, I have my guy John Lithgow in second. <laughs> yeah. I mean, any of you could tell me any, no, if literally any one of these people won, I would not be surprised. I don't, I don't like actually want Matt Smith in first. I just don't know who to put in first. No. I don't know. Should I just go to John Carlos? But then I feel bad not having Ray, but I don't think it's going to sweep. No. Um, so, or I don't know. For TV movie, Joyce, I have probably wrong. I have Prey, the Predator uh, origin movie. It was on Hulu. The number one in our odds is Weird. I, I have Weird. So Weird was very popular among this group. Would not be surprised if it won, but I don't know. I think Prey is awesome. So I just put it there. Sure. This is this is going to be a category they present um, in between commercials. In the breaks. It's going to be quick card. Uh, for limited series, I have The Dropout. Same. Not, not the offer? I mean, I can't pick the offer, but it rules. <laughs> Great show. One of the only shows I know real people who watch and loved. Uh, for uh, movie mini series actress, I have Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. Not going against. You're that. just gonna, you've you've swerved. Yes. And jumped off, of Jess. Yes. To, Amanda finally. Yeah. You you can't even do Jess here, so. No. How about you? You have Amanda. I'm imagining. Yes. Like why why think about it? For movie mini actor, I have Daniel Radcliffe for Weird. I have Ben Wishaw. Could be in there. I have Ben Wishaw in second and Sebastian Stan in third. I have Seb in second and Andrew in third. I don't think either of them are <clears throat> going to win anything for these performances. Right. Um, and they obviously just miss SAG. <laughs> today so but like ben feels like a cool pick 
I think Daniel Radcliffe feels like a cool pick. It, he does. Um, I'm just favoring a series over a movie. Sure, sure. Um, for supporting actress in a movie or mini series, the nominees uh, I have for this one, I have uh, Nisi Nash Betts for Monster. I do too. I have Claire Danes in second. Same. And Juno Temple in third for the offer. Uh, for supporting actor in a movie or miniseries, I have Paul Walter Hauser. For... Not Matthew Good. Not Matthew Good. Wow. All the Matthew Good stands who support me on Twitter, I apologize for not predicting him. But I have him in second, and I really owe him third. You just, you can't hope dict it. No. I don't yeah. want it to pick, because I want him to win. But, uh, no. Yeah, I always have uh, PWH, and I have Ray Liotta. Yeah. R.I.P. in second. Uh, and that's it. We did it, Joyce. That's the, the whole thing. So those are the critics' choices. riveting so stuff. Can't wait. If you made it this far, uh, thanks. Uh, so we'll be back. So today we've got a lot of uh, more guilt. Other right? stuff. There's a lot of stuff the rest of the week. PGA and DGA? Mm-hmm. The, before the week is out. There's when guilt. Is- like, like hair and makeup did this morning, too, before SAGs. Yeah. So... Uh, great stuff. So I guess we'll talk uh, on Sunday night after the Critics' Choice Awards to see what is the latest uh, doings there and how that show. How many ties will there be? So I was going to ask you this last night and I stopped myself because I was going to save it for today. I think there will be at least two ties. I think we could see a tie in foreign language film for sure. And I think you could see a tie in score because I don't think they know what to do. And I think the Batman could be one of the two that wins. I would say two, two. Um, I don't know what categories specifically because i get to actually see the ties happening in multiple categories um like beyond the two you named okay so like i could see it happening supporting actress (laughs) that would be absolutely amazing if it was carrie condon and angela bassett oh my god would love it like it could happen in actress um so i guess we'll see i'm going two though and those are my two that's i'm I'm on the record here those are the two i think will tie score and foreign language film (laughs) All right, Joyce. Uh, We'll talk to you later. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby.